0: This episode of For What It's Worth was recorded during a historically unusual time and may contain discussion and other elements of a sensitive nature. It is the policy of the show to strive to deliver an unbiased and accurate perspective or fact whenever possible. Just as things right now are not normal, we ask for your understanding for the non-traditional nature of this episode. And now, here are your two hosts, Roo and Tugs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a really weird episode of For What It's Worth. We haven't even done the episode. I know it's going to be weird. I am Tux Puppy Bear in Seattle, and joining me in Salt Lake City is Ruchi C. Lexico. Hi, I'm Rue,
1: and I am here <laughs> to talk to you today about the Gospel of Furry. Here we are today.
0: <laughs> so tell me first what you've been up to.
1: Well, I've been playing Animal Crossing so much animal it's been absolutely insane um, I've enjoyed it um, how turnips tugs
0: fuck turnips I'm not <laughs> mad at turnips right now I'll talk why about when you
1: have a great big huge community then you can lose on turnips
0: <laughs> the best part about what's happening that you don't know is like every third word you're saying is cutting out so you're like the best part is you lose a shitload of money on turnips <laughs>
1: Well, um, then I'm going to back to my no, other settings while you continue to talk about how you're doing. Okay, Tugs?
0: <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm pissed at turnips. I'm pissed at turnips because it's the first week I bought them since New Leaf. And I put in a half million bells. And I'm like, great, I'm going to be rich. And then it's like, screw you. All your turnip friends are going to be at half price turnips. And I'm not happy about that because I want more than a half million bells. <laughs> I, I put in, This is like the real stock market. I get fucked. Every time.
1: So, um, great, Tugs. That That's, that's awesome. So, can you hear me now?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, that's a lot better. <laughs> so, um, as far as with turnips, I uh, have been making lots of money off of it. I've been playing lots of, lots of Animal Crossing. It's been a lot of fun to be able to have something to protect you from everything else that has been going on. Um... Also started playing Final.
0: Final what? Fantasy.
1: Final Fantasy. I know the people that don't like it, but I love it. I think it's a great game. So, Tugs, what have you
0: been up to? I, I I miss outside so much. Okay, that's like I say that, and yes, everyone says you go for walks. I know I can go for walks. I can do a lot of things. I don't like it's I don't like how long I've been locked down and it's getting it's getting to the point where I'm starting to like (laughs) lose hope (laughs) because I do here's the thing like I can go for walks I can go to VR I can do all these things but like the things longer term that recharge me are not available to me and I'm running out of spoons badly and so it's just getting to the point where it's like I want to take a day off what am I going to do I might as well go to work you know get you, paid for my time so
1: you have nothing else so, that's yeah. currently going on just, <laughs> just come back home it's ass. almost
0: like you've turned into like these drones where it's like I see, but, so but here's the thing i work from home all the time i'm remote and so like for me the joy was going out on the weekend and being an idiot with my friends and none of that's no option so it's like what do i get it why am i getting out of bed like that's how it feels sometimes uh, that-
1: definitely hard in my particular situation because i'm considered a an essential worker i have to go in
0: i don't know that working at jiz hot tubs is an essential worker
1: well you know everybody has to get their ladies night time in
0: <laughs> over the golden weekend over the golden uh, we do dumb shit uh i also i don't know how i pulled it off but i managed to pick up an oculus quest because i was like i'm gonna be stuck inside my vacation's canceled i'm gonna take some of that money how it's is been that? nice
1: because i i, I did to get so bet had available and i was going to buy it but i did not because you know, i just because of the money. <laughs> how has it been like do you enjoy it i mean is there limitations because the it doesn't to a computer
0: it is the nintendo switch of vr meaning you can run it on its own but you can you can plug it into a computer with one cable and get full pc scale vr and though people have asked me that question and my answer is i have not been this excited for a piece of text since the smartphone came out
1: cool so how do you usually play Play it connected or not connected?
0: Uh, I've done both. I've been playing Autica, which is a great harmonics game. And then sometimes I just sit at my computer and go to outer space and float a movie in one window and then telegram in another window and just veg, uh, which has helped because I don't feel cabin fever. It's like, oh, I can go hang out in India. It's it's the isolation that sucks. So, yep. Well, um, I another
1: start- thing I need to interrupt your you for a minute, but something else that's been going on in our area is earthquakes all the time. Oh. We turn around, and all of a sudden things start shaking. And I keep trying to decide whether or not that it's the, um, w- whether it's the kids that are running there, or if it's actually like shaking. And it's it's been nerve wracking, you know. To I mean, I understand that we only had technically one earthquake, and this is all just shocks. We just don't normally. Have of a lot of, we do have earthquakes, but small ones that we don't normally fill. So, really, it's, and Utah, technically, we're on a fault line. So, but all my life, I haven't really felt an earthquake before. So, it's been hard. Um, sometimes it's hard to, to sleep at night. <laughs> um, but, but overall, it, it, but, it, but it's just because it's on top of what. Has already happened, you know, with the coronavirus, but also to have an earthquake on top of that. Plus, so had uh, um, somebody pass away in my family. Gosh, there's been so much going on. It's been absolutely insane. So, anywho, big tugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, sorry to the audience at home. Thank you for being patient. Um, let's do the button. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is
2: he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not
1: sponsored by Betty Crocker. Okay, today's fortune, guess what? What? Yeah, I
0: You guys heard it at home. It was the best fortune ever. We're going to break and fixing that. Bye. No.
1: Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to be again. Welcome back. So, Tugs, what are we doing today? What are we talking about?
0: Uh, so as you heard at the disclaimer At the beginning of the show This is not going to be a typical episode We say that a lot but like this is really not going to be a typical episode These are not typical times We are going to talk about community The Rona and you But because Rue and I are clearly qualified scientists Of the highest caliber right up there I mean the I feel like I'm qualified geniuses, uh, Maybe um, We have brought in Also people who are equally as qualified But have done shows about this situation already So joining us are the hosts of the Bunker Club. What is the Bunker Club? This is what they put on their description. Two furry partners write out the COVID-19 pandemic together, coping with the new normal, checking in with friends, staying positive, and supporting each other. We bring you Radix and Lokai. Say hi. Hello. Hi. So which one's which? Just so the audience gets to learn your voices. I'm the ringtail Radix. And they call me Mr. Curl Lokai. You've only done a handful of episodes, but I'm over here fanboying. I'm like, ee,
1: it's, the thing they say on TV. it's
0: the only thing we know how to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are in Florida. You guys have been in the fandom a long time, but how long have each of you been in the fandom?
1: Oh,
2: man, that's tough. I think I started drawing sketches in my art book going, why do I like this um, in 10th grade, which would have been. Ooh, 2002. That sounds about right. You're young. You can do the math on
3: that. <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. Um, and I think I want to say like since 2005 or so, uh,
0: five or six, but probably 2005. Do you, do you, no, I was going to say, do you have any regrets? But yeah. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you no. guys are in for life too.
2: Yeah. It's, um, it's like I don't know. I think it's kind of a personal philosophy of mine that, like, you you can't get to where we are now if you didn't have the good and the bad. So, if you like where you are now, then you you can't have any regrets, right? So,
1: that's fair. So, so you guys are currently in Florida. how How long have you guys lived in Florida?
3: I've been here since November two thousand six, so thirteen and a half years. Yikes. Uh, I was born and raised in Northeast Florida,
2: and I've only left the state, let's see, for two months to Pittsburgh in the summer of 2008. Um, and then I lived in D.C. for one month <laughs> and then ran back to Florida and have been here ever since. So um, many, many, more than three decades.
0: How's the reception been for the Bunker Club? You guys having fun doing it? I like listening to it.
2: Yes, um, it's been, honestly, that's kind of our two primary objectives have been keeping us engaged and uh, just trying to put something out there that might help other people. Um, it really hasn't been a goal to be like the next hot thing or to make it, you know, super popular. It's just sort of been to try this out. We've always wanted to to try something like this to see how it would work, but we didn't want to just do a podcast podcast. <laughs> like with no purpose and so we just kind of it's been on our goals list every year we've talked about it just you know it's come up and we haven't had a good fit and then it it was pretty obvious really quickly that we were going to need to do something to stay engaged here um and uh it just seemed like preparation met luck or something like that
3: <laughs> yeah um it's been fun for me as well um i don't have a lot to say most of the time, um, but um, it's still been fun. See, it's.
0: <laughs> have you guys gotten a lot of good feedback from your audience?
3: Yeah, um, we um, have put the call out a couple times for some like listener participation type uh, questions and asking for audio clips for like little updates, and um, you know have gotten uh, several uh, the times that we've asked. So that's been cool, um, and. Um, yeah, I think in general we've gotten pretty good feedback about it.
2: Yeah, I'm usually the pushy one for this kind of like int- intra-house projects, but Loka is is the soft-spoken one, so he he's been very good at getting, uh, you know, friends and and family to to participate. So we make it a good combination.
1: So Tugs, I have a question for you. Yeah. What the fuck is the coronavirus? (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) What is the coronavirus? Here's what the coronavirus is. According to the CDC, this is word for word. It is coronavirus disease 2019. It's a respiratory illness that can spread from person to person. The virus that causes COVID-19 is a novel coronavirus and was first discovered during an investigation into an outbreak in Wuhan, China. So we have a whole bunch of questions that we're going to make an impromptu game out of. All right. So you guys get to answer this without cheating. Why I'm going to pick on each of you individually. Why radix do they call it a coronavirus?
2: Uh Okay. I'm going to get this wrong, but I know it's like molecular shaped. Like the, you always see the image of the, the circular virus with the receptors on the end. Uh, ACE two receptors, something like that. Like, it, it it it's like the mechanism that it it interfaces with your cells, especially in like mucous membranes, which makes it so contagious and uh, effective at replicating. Also, I could have made all that up. <laughs> it sounds right to me, so therefore it is.
1: So so here we go. I'm going to be Mr. Science Roo here under a microscope. The Oh, I can't read, though. (laughs) Viron. The the Viron you are using is a halo called a Corona. It's a unique physical characteristic to the disease.
0: It has little bottles of beer sticking out. Mm -hmm.
1: So here is our next question. Why is it 19?
0: Oh, Radix. Not Radix. Oh, don't Don't give me the Kellyanne Conway answer. Don't do it.
2: He's just trying to figure out what that is, and he's going to give it to you anyway.
0: I... <laughs> she said, <laughs> "I don't know if we." <laughs> Sorry, it's so bad what she said. Are you, do you want me to tell you? Or are you going to look it up? I'm I'm not going to look it up. Uh, you go ahead and
3: tell me what she said, and then I'll come she, up. With she,
0: said in, she said it. She said. Oh, well, we, we're really close to being on top of this. We've had it's had 18 tries. Wow. What
1: are you serious?
0: <laughs> Dead serious. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but
3: yeah, I was not going to say it was the 19th one. Um, <laughs> it was it was um, is 2019 it was when it was first identified. So it's
0: COVID 2019. Very good.
1: Ding, okay. ding, ding. You get a so, point.
0: So here's some interesting things um, as far as what it does. So like everyone goes, it's a respiratory disease. Great. What does that actually mean? Other than you're going to cough your lungs out. Um, it's a respiratory disease and can damage the lungs to the point where you can't breathe. It's kind of an important thing. I actually really enjoy breathing personally. So I, I plan to continue. But if, if you're not into it, I suppose this might be your jam. Um, And then I read something interesting today in the LA Times. There are some initial studies coming out of the places, the universities that are doing this. There's growing concern uh, that the critical organs in your body are also at risk. Um, They're seeing a a large correlation of kidney failure with people who go to the ICU with COVID. And the reason they think that that is is because the receptors that the virus uses as its attack vector um, there are a lot more in other parts of your body. So if the virus can spill out of your lungs, it's got a much better chance of fucking your shit up. That's not a good thing. Uh, and, and, the last...
1: and a lot of it can be like permanent damage. Like, I mean, there's some that, that can definitely recover, but some of it's, some of it's permanent damage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it says that, let's see, most people feel like shit and recover fine, but about 20% will not um, and will need to be hospitalized in order for them
0: to continue to survive. But really, why do we, why do we care? Why do we care about this COVID thing? And I'm, I mean, honestly, we have bullet points for this and we'll, they're the facts, but Riddickson, look, I take this. Why, why do you, why, why do you personally care about this virus?
2: Cause it doesn't seem like many other people do. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> at least around here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a numbers game right? And it's like, it might not affect you, but if you're not a selfish person, then you're thinking of who might you accidentally infect, who might they accidentally infect, um, and it snowballs, right? It's also this this virus is much more contagious than your average coronavirus. So, that effect is even more amplified than normal. Um, so, even something like going to visit my parents could be risky. <laughs> um, and so, it, it's it's not just about personal safety. It's sort of about, you know, the knock on effects of, uh, not being careful for even just yourself.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I can, I worry uh, about my, my mom, she's older and, um, she lives in a smaller town. Um, so I'm kind of concerned that people there are not as, um, tied into anything and they'll believe, You know, kind of whatever they happen to hear um, on TV or whatever. Um, She said that one day she was at the post office uh, dropping off a letter, and she's very careful, but she ran into an older gentleman there um, that said that the coronavirus could not survive in the sun. So they were okay as long as they were outside in the sun. Um, So I don't know what happens if it rains, I guess, but um, you can't go outside. You can't go outside if it's rainy, but um, in the sun, you're good. So, you know, she, you know, she told me that and I was like, yeah, don't, don't believe everything that you, you hear. Um, So, I honestly,
2: I think it's like, it's the, the, (laughs) it's not as deadly at face value. And so there's, it's like just severe enough for people to be able to dismiss it. And say, ah, no big deal. Not going to bother me or the chances are so low, which is like the most insidious thing about it. I think that it's, it doesn't inspire a lot of like panic from person to person or enough of a reaction to get that solidarity in, in protecting everyone. Uh, So it's an uphill climb, I think, to convince people that it's, it's a, it's a big deal.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Rue, why do you care?
1: Uh, because it kills people. (laughs) No, uh, to be, to be honest, it's, it's because I have, um, I have people that I care about and I want to make sure that they're, that they stay healthy and safe. And I love my friends to death. I love them a lot, but you know, I, I've chosen to not socialize not do any well i do like internet socialize but i'm just saying that like i care enough about my friends that i am telling them i'm not going to be hanging out with them
0: for this period of time because you're public facing too right
1: yes i'm public facing i am frontlining every day i am with the public you know helping them out with with trying to figure out how they're going to be able to get their next um, payment of some sort so that they can continue to survive. And so, um, yeah, I see lots and lots of people. And so therefore out of anybody that's going to get it, I would get it and pass along. Um, My significant other, my second, just kidding. (laughs) Um, He He's currently testing um, doctor masks to make sure that those doctor masks are are safe and that they follow the guidelines necessary for them to be able to block the virus. And so he's an essential worker as well. So he's going out to work every day and uh, working directly with the, well, he's not working with people, he's working with his coworkers, So he's not as much at risk, but he he has to go in to work for his his work as well.
0: So. Gotcha. So so let's talk about some facts real quick before we get to our first email. The reason you should care, you can have any number of reasons, but the thing about this is that there are some facts, and here are the facts. It does kill people, and you don't really get to choose whom. You don't get to choose. Oh, I'm going to infect someone or be infected by. Um, and it's everyone's problem because no one has immunity to it on a, on a large secured scale. One or two people. In the grand scheme of things, is not immunity. Um, but and some Hans, ha- I'm
1: a healthy person. I'm a healthy person. I'm not going to give this virus to anybody else. I am healthy. You know. Are you I'm willing good. to
0: bet with your life? I mean, just playing devil's advocate. I know. Here. I know. That's my reply, though. I've heard that, and I say, are you willing to bet with your life? Because you're betting with mine. Um. Some people have compared this to the polio epidemic, and while it's certainly not that big as far as impact, it it's it's somewhat comparable. Um, the mortality rate is 3.4% and that's, that's compared to 1% for the seasonal flu. What does that actually mean? 3.4% of whom put it this way. They're talking about six um, up to 60 between 30 and 69 11s worth of death. That's not a small number of death. That's a lot of death. Do you want 39 11s to happen? Because that's what we're inviting. Yes. I am sounding slightly preachy. Sorry. Now. Let's talk about that in, in another sense. There are, according to NPR, about 100,000 ICU beds available in the US. Most of these are going to be in major population centers. So if you live out in the sticks, you're screwed. Um, and so the availability is not uniform across the country, but it is entirely possible. If you look at just New York, they could overwhelm the whole country if they are not careful. So doctors are going to have to choose who lives and dies. That's not fair to them, but. You could be screwed over if you have not been living your life right and are at risk or have a condition. They're going to give it to someone who's going to survive more likely. So that's why you should care. It matters.
1: But Tugs, I've heard that I, I'm i within my 30s or, or 20s or whatever. I'm, I'm within the age where I'm healthy. And I heard that I, I'm, I'm not susceptible to be receiving this particular disease.
0: That's not true. Flat out. So so what's not not
1: true true
0: about it? Everyone can get it. And no, it does certainly tend to kill people that are older because they're older, not because they're extra susceptible. Everyone can get and spread it.
1: But I also heard that, that it depends on your race. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm white. I'm Caucasian. I also heard that, you know, I'm safe because I'm, I'm white.
0: The virus follows white privilege. So you're safe. Yeah, I shut up! Shut up! That's not. <laughs>
1: that's not no, true those are things. Those are things that I have heard.
0: The none those of them are, are true. Heard. Vir- the viruses don't respect political affiliations, race, boundary, or anything. It spreads. Let's go to our emails now that we've gotten hot.
1: <laughs> Sorry, tugs. Got it's all right. There.
0: Um, f- let's let's uh let's have one of our guests read Codex's email. Oh my god, one of you is actually a raccoon. On my screen. On your screen. I can see the anonymous users oh, on the show right. notes. Yes. As yes. a
2: aardvark or like an elephant or something.
0: Yeah. You're anonymous raccoon.
2: I guess that means I have to read this one. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Okay. Um, all right. This email is from Codex. Hi, Codex. Um, and he says, or they say, um, hello there, Ruin Tugs. And sorry if I got Ruin's name wrong. It was pretty good. Yeah. I do say so myself. Um, my name is Codex and possibly one of the few Lombaxes around. Maybe. We'll have to check on that. Anyway, these are my thoughts on the whole thing. My thoughts on this COVID-19 stuff is kind of on the fence at the moment. First being bad on in saying that it has ruined some people's lives with friends or loved ones, either hospitalized or dead. The second is a good thing because it actually brought a lot of people to band together and work together to fight to cure this pandemic. So there are good sides and bad sides to this, but that is just my opinion. Love the show and looking forward to listening to more of it from the Lombacks on the Street Codex.
0: As the reader, you get right a first response. You can abdicate and pass it, or you can reply. I'll
2: start. Um, I agree there's been good and bad. I think there might be a little pressure to say, uh, you can't say anything is good about this because then you're just, you know, uh looking down on or passing over the struggles other people are having but uh, i think it's only fair to say that like some people are winning and some people are losing and as long as we acknowledge both that it's it's fair to experience this lockdown and this pandemic however you need to to get through it right um i know like we have enjoyed the time we've been able to spend together that's not a typical thing that we've that we get on a day-to-day basis but we're also going crazy and we're also missing our friends and we're also like devastated to see people losing their jobs or struggling to understand how they're going to get healthcare, maintain healthcare um you know as this continues to go on, i think those benefits start to diminish um and 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 the downsides are a little scarier, right? People can maintain their lifestyles for so long. But as we get into week five, week six, week seven, that's when I'm going to start to be a little more worried for the people on the less privileged side. So I think it's fine to say there are good sides to this and everybody should celebrate anything they can that comes out of this. But also just keep an eye on your friends and family that may be struggling because I think the struggles will be, will be amplified over time, the longer we have to kind of sit inside and put all our thumbs
0: I Um, can clearly hear us nodding our heads. Yeah. Yeah. That's clear.
1: I guess all that I was going to add is I I think it is good to, to be careful about saying, you know, I I think it is good to, to definitely stay on the bright side. And after all, you know, Rue, I'm always talking about like the glass is half full. I'm, I'm that type of a person. However, at the same exact time, we do want to be very sensitive and very careful about um, about how we sometimes celebrate. I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. It's just good to, to be, be careful about the way that that could potentially come off to somebody else. It, it is super important to celebrate our successes. But like you were saying, you were saying everybody has, is at a different spot right now. Um, there are some people that have lost um, lost some people. And, you know, to say that it, oh, this is a good thing. That might not be the greatest thing to be able to say r- right now. That I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. But I still feel like that it's good to stay on, you know, to, to find the the good things that that are going on. So I do think that it's great that we have um, found a way to to be able to work together. There is a lot of good things like, for example, I think that now employers will take second thought of, um, you know, when somebody comes in and says that I'm sick in corporate America, corporate America is you go to work. You know, you have to go and get a doctor's note in order for you to stay at home. Uh, And I think that this is going to open some employers eyes for a bit that um, and take things a little bit more serious that if somebody says that they're sick, that they'll take it more as face value. So I do definitely feel like that there is some good things that, that have came about and some good things that will will happen in the future. However, I guess for me, on my side when i'm sitting I'm sitting across these people that have lost their jobs and they're um telling me their their stories uh there's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad that has been going on, but anyways, those are my thoughts
0: <laughs> um, Did I say something? Let's, yeah yeah, go
3: yeah. for it um. No, I mean, I think I would probably agree with those sentiments. I think I would probably add that kind of along what you were saying, Rue, is like, I do hope that, um, you know, employers and everyone else just takes notice and continues to, um, you know, kind of abide by what comes out of this. Um, I hope things don't kind of have go back to revert. Sorry. I hope things don't revert to um, how they were before, Um, you know, where we're, so hopefully yeah, we can no, uh, good that is coming out of this and not just end up with a lot of people out of work, just, you know, continuously.
0: Yeah. That, oh man, that's a scary thought. Um, so before we take first break, I want to touch on the subject of community. And I, um, for me, I've, I've been experiencing a bit of a personal evolution of my sense of community as I have grown older, I'm not old, but grown up and, um, being up here in Washington, but I, th- I'm getting a greater sense based on what I'm hearing from other places and talking to people that like a lot of people are suddenly becoming more aware of their community or lack of connection in their community. A lot of people are, go about their daily lives and they live paycheck to paycheck and they've got their routine. And now something majorly disruptive has come along and they need help. And who are they reaching out to? Who can they reach out to? A lot of people's family is gone. A lot of people don't have good relations with their family, especially in the furry fandom. So I think there's a lot of sense of community on, on like a more immediate scale, but also the fact that we are all a Venn diagram ourselves of all the different communities that we're in, except we're the middle piece where they all overlap. So you've got, Your local community, the furry community, the larger metro area you live in, the places you vote, where those votes roll up to, all of this is suddenly like important, I think, to a lot of people. And so, my first question um, is in, in on this topic part is going to be what's the pandemic showed you about your community connection and communities at large in the US? So, about your sense of community awareness are you more aware of your community less aware of your community do you feel like you're connected to it or that you could be better connected to it now that you need it more than ever
3: um I mean I think like on a general level like you know we just moved into a new area a few months back and um we don't really know our neighbors we have one we have a couple friends that we knew who are semi-close by but obviously we can't really go interact with them, um, on a person to person, person to person basis. Um, but, you know, we stay in touch with them just to kind of, especially one to make sure that, you know, he's doing all right and everything. Um, but, um, as far as like the general community or the town that we live in, I mean, I talked to one of our neighbors once, um, and I think I remember her name, but I couldn't tell you. Um, and so, I mean, I think even in a smaller kind of suburb slash Exurb of Orlando, it's like you still don't have like that small town feel. Where I know, like, my mom living in a very small town, you know, she's got multiple people calling her daily to make sure she's, you know, um, okay. So, um, you know, I think that's something that we've kind of lamented for the past couple of places we lived is just not knowing the neighbors and not knowing the community at large. So, um, you know, I don't really know as that's affecting how I feel currently Um, again kind of lucky enough to still um, be able to live the life that we were living for the most part before all of this Um, so I hope uh, that we can stay lucky enough and I'm thankful that we have thus far um, to not have to really take advantage of any kind of resource or whatever and I honestly don't know if I know where I would go um, if I needed to which is kind of scary (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think, I think what you're dancing around is sort of like, we've been able to get by without a lot of connection in this area. And this is kind of showing us that maybe we should make a better effort. <laughs> and I think that's sort of what I'm getting from a lot of people that we talk to is that there's a lot of people that they haven't talked to in a while, or just down the street that they kind of take for granted. And now that they aren't allowed to even see them. It's like, wow yeah, maybe we should make a better effort. Um, and even, you know, just doing some kind of project, um, like we've been doing has been enough of an excuse to reach out and talk to people and, uh, shown how easy it is to like, you know, spark that community again and kind of get the ball rolling with, with friends old and new. Um, so yeah, I think it it has shown like how much community matters and it's also sort of a call to action to like makes that make the change you want to see, like <laughs> be out there and uh, encouraging people and being the first to reach out to say hello. It really doesn't take much more than that to kind of get, you know, your friendships in, in, in the right place.
0: One of my one of my closest friends has um, said that he's noticed who's reaching out to him and who's not and that it's very telling have you, have you experienced a feeling like that?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I know the feeling you're describing. Um, I think we've, um, I've written some like blog posts over the years that were pretty monumental for me. And, or like when we went through the hurricanes a couple of years ago, um, and dodged a bullet there and had some house damage. It was very interesting to see like who reached out and who didn't even notice, but I try, uh, I've tried to get over that particular um, uh, emotion because I think in this day and age, like thinking that there's any way to put anything out there that anybody would see universally is like a fool's errand. So I think at most anything we post or any problems we have, um, you know, 60% of people might see them unless we post or talk about them 10, 15 times. Um So I don't hold it against them, but it is true. It's like, it's interesting to see who really does feel the need to reach out and maintain that connection and who doesn't. But it's also kind of weird because it's like affecting everybody all at once. So it's almost like there's nothing unique about any one person when it comes to this crisis. So it doesn't spur like action to reach out to any one person in particular. It's sort of like you went from a state of no one's in trouble to everyone's in trouble. So um, in a sense, it's still the same kind of set of people uh, that that you need to cultivate. But um, yeah, it's been, I think, um, I think it's just like normal. In fact, it, right. Like th- everybody's waiting for someone to reach out. So if you're the first one to reach out, you get the benefits of being the good friend and that still applies today. You know, the best thing you can do, in this mode is reach out to people and say, you're there and you're still their friend and you want to be there for them. And like, what can
0: you do for them?
1: That's a great answer. That's a great answer. I think a lot of people
0: go ahead. I was going to ask, has anyone reached out to you actually?
1: I mean, there's been a few. Yeah, definitely. There's been a few people that have reached out to me. Um, It's just, I don't know how to explain it. Tugs. It's, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. Like, how do I explain this? Like a while ago, my, um, I had an uncle that ended up passing away and, and I ended up like posting about it on the, the internet and, um, letting people know about it. And, um, the I I have a lot of uncles and aunts because, you know, I'm in Utah, right?
0: Because you're Mormon.
1: <laughs> so, so my family has a lot of brothers and sisters, and so, and then they marry, and
0: the brothers and anyways, sisters marry.
1: Uh, yes, they marry each other. You Gross. Know no? I didn't know we were just in the kidding. south. Keep going. Anyways, I guess I, I don't know. I, I have a thought, but it's just kind of fleeting. There, it's just I had my uncle pass away just recently, and I didn't post anything about it. I was just I mean not that I need to post anything. I, I did talk to a few people, but overall I just there's so much that's going on right now that it's like I I haven't had any time to like reach out to a friend and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm struggling or I'm having a little bit of a hard time." It's just I I don't know how to answer your question, tugs. There has been people that have reached out to me, but at the same exact time I need to, I know that I need to do better on my end to, to reach out to, to people as well. Um, I guess what's hard is I'm in a position where everybody's reaching out to, to me for help right now. Um, And I'm doing what I can to, to be able to help as many people as possible. And then in the end, you want I just. Care for you. Yeah.
0: You're out, nice.
1: <laughs> you're out of spoons.
0: You're out of spoons. Are you familiar with the spoons analogy? No,
1: I have. I, I don't think a majority of people know what you're talking about when you so talk the spoons about spoons. Are basically, spoons I thought are you energy. were talking about the the whole fact that you didn't have a little. Like honestly, when you said that the first time, I thought you were talking about. Like you didn't have somebody to spoon. Like you didn't have enough people
0: <laughs> I to have like play to spoon government. with. No, <laughs> you know, that's I awesome. I thought
1: that that's <laughs> what you were talking about this whole time, and I'm like tugs. I know that there's a pandemic in it here, but you can't get some all of the time.
0: Oh my God. I know kids dying right now. Um, no spoons are energy. So you have a finite amount of spoons and you use them up through the day. So when someone says they're out of spoons, they're meaning I literally have no more energy to put toward this effort. Um, and so I think what I'm hearing from you is that you're saying I'm doing this because of where you work. People are asking for help all the time. And now you need someone to take care of you because you're out of, I give a fuck spoons
1: yeah yeah uh it's it's been yeah and i'm i'm really sorry that i don't have a good answer right now but i i'd have this it's it's not really an answer it's just the whole fact that everything is just really hard right now
0: gotcha okay well how,
1: how have you been dealing it with tugs
0: Well, I'm actually, I'm going to give a short answer now because, so I'm lucky and very unique and I'm grateful for it that like, if I leave my house, I'm pretty much hanging out with furries. Like it's sit in my office and do real world shit or furry. So my main community is furry. Like literally my neighbor in this neighborhood, I can walk to his house in one minute is also furry. So like, we're very well networked. Um, And so I'm, and since we're going to talk about furry in the next segment, I'm not going to dig into it too much. Um, But I've certainly feel like if I describe what I'm doing now, I feel like I'm doing con level effort, reach out. And what, what that means for me is like, there's like the normal people I chat with day to day. But when I go to a con, I know there's people who I don't normally see, but I, you know, we talk on telegram every now and then I reach out to them and like, let's hang out. I'm doing that same level of effort as far as like reaching out to people that I haven't heard from yet saying, Hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, that sort of stuff. Um, it it's, it is tiring, but it's important. Um, and my sense of community um, I watched an interesting videos and I was actually going to share this before we go to break. Um, I can put the link on the show notes if, if, if you guys want, but it's a video, it's a Ted talk and the guy I, I'm, I'm going I'm con- going to condense this 20 minute talk that you should listen to into like 30 seconds. So go listen to the real thing. Um, disconnection is a huge part of what's going on right now because, um, basically life operates in two basic modes. You have participatory games where if everybody plays the game, everybody wins. Um, party games are a good example of that, right? But there are also zero, sum games where you have to fuck everybody to win. That's like Monopoly. There are some in-betweens where like Cards Against Humanity and stuff, you know, but generally speaking, there's the the collective game like Dungeons & Dragons and there's Monopoly. And if you think about the human behavior that's been going on, everyone played Monopoly with toilet paper. What world do we live in where you fuck your neighbor over for toilet paper? You, we shouldn't live in a world like that. That's not the romanticized TV America people think about. And so people have started playing Monopoly because of disconnection. They don't know the people in their town, you don't have to know their shit, but at least know your neighbor's name, know the name of the person at the store. You know, people ha- have gotten on this boat. We're all on this boat together and we're all trying to go somewhere and we've got to help each other out. That's just, we've got to shift collectively back to that. And I'm trying to get there myself because that's where it starts. Um, but it's a fascinating talk. And I recommend you go listen to it because here's the thing. And this is what he says at the end. If we all play the collective game Then we can call people out Who are fuck, trying to fuck everyone over With a great deal of credibility Meaning, if everyone in your town Has the attitude of, leave some toilet paper For the neighbors, dude And then one person starts throwing in their basket Everyone feels comfortable saying, dude, leave some for the neighbors That's what we do here So, i become more aware of That as far as community goes And on that note We're going to go to break oh,
4: Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Thursday, April 16th, here are your space headlines. I hope you're all surviving the lockdown. I've been doing what I can to keep from going crazy. Something that helps is periodically checking up on what's going on in the aerospace industry. Since it's been so long since my last report, quite a lot has happened. So, like in times past, that means we're gonna have a good old fashioned lightning round. SpaceX has had quite a lot going on. NASA recently awarded them a contract to provide supply runs to the Lunar Gateway Station using the recently revealed Dragon XL. It's not going to be reusable and looks like it has more in common with a Cygnus resupply ship than a traditional Dragon capsule. It'll need to fly on the Falcon Heavy, and the capsule will have to fit inside a payload fairing. We'll see if this actually happens. A lot of uncertainty around the Lunar Gateway. Looking at SpaceX's hardware that's actually being worked on, they lost their third Starship test article during a cryogenic test. It doesn't seem like a failure on the vessel itself, but rather a mistake with order of operations during a test. So they learned something. On to test article number four. Want to talk about currently flying SpaceX hardware? They just saw the most recent Dragon capsule splash down after a visit to the ISS. This is the last Mark I Dragon capsule that will fly. It's the end of the commercial resupply contract and the end of an era. Commercial Resupply 2 will be flown using only Dragon 2 capsules. Speaking of Dragon 2, Administrator Bridenstine has said that the first crewed flight of a Dragon 2 capsule could happen as early as the end of May. Looks like they're going to beat Boeing in the Capture the Flag Challenge. Speaking of Boeing, due to all the problems that plagued the first flight of the CST-100 Starliner, they will be reflying that capsule without a crew. It isn't mandated by NASA, Boeing made this decision on their own, but NASA has accepted the proposal, and Boeing is going to cover the cost of this test themselves. And rightfully so. Bebby Colombo, god that's fun to say, recently made its only gravity assist flyby of Earth. From here, the Mercury mission will go on to get a gravity assist from Venus in order to try and get closer to the planet closest to the sun. The Mars 2020 rover, now named Perseverance, has been fueled up and the Mars helicopter drone has been attached. Everything is going smoothly over at JPL leading up to the planned launch window, which opens July 17th and closes August 5th. If we miss it, especially due to the pandemic, the next chance to launch won't happen until 2022. Virgin Orbit recently completed a captive-carry cryogenic test of their two-stage, liquid-fueled Launcher 1 vehicle. It flies under the wing of a Boeing 747 specially modified for this that has been named Cosmic Girl. The whole setup is looking a lot like the Pegasus launcher. NASA recently awarded a contract to Masten Space Systems to provide a platform for landing hardware on the Moon. It's a relatively small platform they're working on, and the contract says they must deliver nine instruments to the Moon's South Pole by 2022. Finally, Rocket Lab recently successfully conducted a test of their mid-air capture system meant for recovering and reusing their Electron rocket. One helicopter lifted a simulator item complete with parachute, another helicopter captured it after it was released. Video footage of the whole thing is particularly impressive. Electron is going reusable. SpaceX led the charge, and now Rocket Lab is joining the fight. There was a lot else that happened, but to include it all would make this take far too long. So that being said, that's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for More. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans.
1: Hot and I just found out that I was the one that was supposed to be welcoming people back. So now you're back and are uh, to read paper.
0: It's been a while for you, hasn't it, Root? Uh, okay, we'll do the thing.
1: In Oh my
0: goodness. This ah. is the worship music because for some reason people on the internet thought that we were worth money. This is the Patreon part. If you would like to be a patronus for what it's worth, go to patreon.com FWIW and you'll hear my dulcet tones with your name on the air too. Starting in no particular order, we have a thank you to Simone Aussiecat Chapogriff, Ligris, Bubble Whip, Moss. GW. That's interesting. Guardian Lion. Kachi. Koru. Yes, that one. Rifka. Oaken. Baldric, Adalor, Ichi. Kit. Nuka. Yes, that Nuka. And... Jake Fox. I was hoping the music was going to fade with me. So, you guys, we want to say thank you to you. You keep the show going. You pay for our hosting. You pay for this very tool we're using. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you. We love you. And thank you for ending that stupid music. I hate it. Why can't we change it? Because we got I... money from
0: Patreon. We can change it
1: to something else.
0: <laughs> because we need worship music. I don't want to play techno. We're supposed to be like, oh, worship the people who there give us money. There we go.
1: Techno worship <laughs> music. We will find it. It is Rude. there stop it get some help (laughs) okay
0: Michael Jordan (laughs) okay so let's go back to the topic community the Rona
1: yes so we have Kit's email I will go ahead and read that so Kit let's see what you sent in I am stalling because I can't find okay here we go (laughs) so Kit said Hello to the cast of For What It's Worth and to its guests. That would be you guys. This is Kit. I heard that you all were going to do an episode on coping with the coronavirus pandemic. I thought that I would chime in. I've been self-quarantined for about three weeks now. I've noticed that I wanted to touch... Wow. I notice that I've wanted to touch more and more um and deal with this to deal with this feeling I've been using a weighted blanket it's a blanket that has beads in it and it feels like I'm getting a hug when I use it if any of the cast or crew has um let's see if any of the cast and crew has felt touch hungry during the pandemic then what have you all done to cope with it um thank you um for your time and i hope that you are all well with love and cookies from six feet away kit Ah, well thank you kit for sending that in let me tell you first of all i would love to go and get a weighted blanket that sounds amazing but um they are you know, amazing I am fortunate enough to count, you know, just counting my blessings. I have a um, lovely significant other that I get to to hug and squeeze. And I, I can definitely see how it would be hard for the people that are completely alone. Maybe they have an apartment by themselves, like having no physical interaction whatsoever. That would be pretty difficult. Um, so, but going to your question, um, touch hungry about the pandemic. Am I reading that right?
0: Basically, are you craving physical affection?
1: Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, yes, I am definitely um, craving the physical infection of others. Um, quite literally, with coworkers, I was about ready to give somebody a high five for doing a good job. And I was like, uh
0: oh, um, you give them a
1: yeah. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's awkward. I'm yeah, you- a very big, touchy, huggy person. And uh, mm. that's how I show my love and affection for people. And it's hard to not do that. So what are you doing to cope with it? Ooh. And that's for anybody. Oh.
2: It's like the opposite of touch for me, I think. Like I'm so much more aware of how much I touch things and how little I'm supposed to now. And I do not like that. I do not like thinking about every time I go to grab the car door, I'm like, oh, wait, did I clean this? Should I have this?
1: (laughs) I I put my hand on a uh, gat. A gat? Sorry. No, not a gat. (laughs) I was putting gas in my car.
0: Ooh, gross.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I grabbed it without um, without putting something on it or wiping it off and I'm like, Oh no! I have the corona anyways. Sorry, I shouldn't jump I have, that way. I, I
0: like I have a I have an E V that can fall back to gas for my car and like I am making sure I keep my car charged because like I'm getting close to needing gas. So I'm like, No, I have to got no, longer than my battery will take me. I can only go twenty miles. If I go longer, forget it. I don't want to touch a gas. I feel like, I feel like that would be like fisting somebody at this point, And I don't want to do gas or fisting. So yeah.
2: Gashers. <laughs> I can't you know, make it. I was going to say gas usually comes after fisting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So what's interesting is, uh, and this is maybe a little bit off topic, but not really. Um, So what's interesting is you guys are on complete lockdown in your guys' states. Is that correct?
2: Sort of. Oh,
1: well, (laughs) Florida,
2: it's optional. Florida was like, "This is serious." Wink.
3: And we're like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) "Oh yeah, oh yeah." They um they didn't close like some of the beaches and stuff like that until recently.
3: Yeah, we basically, it, the, the governor issued a safer at home order, which basically is like, eh. It's like UCF smoke-free campus. They're like, we're
2: a smoke-free campus. And they're like, are people allowed to smoke? Yes. <laughs> like, they just have the slogan, smoke-free campus, to imply that people can't smoke, but actually they can't do anything about it. And that's kind of like, there's a stay-at-home order, but you don't have to stay at home and it's
3: just businesses that are like, you know, somewhat shuttered and somewhat not. Yeah, I mean, they've been giving lots of loopholes to "quote unquote" essential businesses, you know, down here. So, including places the, of worship, places of worship, and the uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment group.
1: Yeah, I heard that.
3: Yep, they have like a facility here in Orlando that um, was deemed essential by the governor. For whatever reason, so yeah, it's they essential like, for his constituents.
1: Why were they deemed essential? That is just ridiculous.
3: Because wrestlers never touch anybody, anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would pay money to see a routine done, like acknowledging that we can't get within six feet of each other. Like, they would just have to like throw chairs or something, or like I don't know, there are it would be like that. It would be extremely creative. Um, they could, like, break the fourth wall and go out into the audience because there wouldn't be an audience. <laughs> <I'm>
0: not- <laughs> it sounds more and more like Smash Brothers. Exactly. <laughs> you can never
2: get near your opponent ever. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they actually have, like, a training facility or some kind of, like, scholastic effort near Full Sail down here. Um, so, like, I think they get most of their uh, inter... Uh, What am I trying to say? Inter or uh, industry workforce from central Florida. So probably has something to do with it, but I don't know.
1: So Utah has done pretty much the same thing. We have a stay at home order. That's like, again, it's like this thing that we're requiring you to do, but yet people don't have to. And what we had happen on our end, there's, um, there's kind of a tradition that ends up happening when the, the, there's a lot of missionaries that go out from Utah. Um, and whenever missionaries return home from work, i mean, not work, sorry, from their mission, um, mm-hmm. they, they get, uh, the family gets together to go pick them up from the airport. It's this great, big, huge thing. And, um, a lot of missionaries went home one particular day um, during this coronavirus thing. And it jam-packed the, um, the airport. And it it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, uh, it blows my mind as to why these people weren't like, I don't know, something should have happened. But they were allowed to To be there since then, there has been a lot stricter um, regulations. All that you can do is you drive up with your car and you jump into a car. And that's pretty much it with our airport. So there has been some restrictions. But overall, I feel like that sometimes people aren't, you know, taking it as serious, which it's disheartening for the people that are. Taking it serious because we all know that this is just gonna go on.
0: We're a lot all longer. in the boat. We're all on the boat. We have to get there. Ah! Um, I really I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it now, but I would say Google remote sex toys. They're a thing. And Ooh. I'm I'm not kidding. They have toys that you can penetrate. And on the other end, it will create the opposite feeling. They have male and female versions that can be both gay or straight or whatever. And they're all programmed and can work with each other over Bluetooth and the internet. You can have sex with robots that feel like people. Um, the next email, then. That was just a, a random time
1: to insert that. That Because,
0: that was... no, we were finishing up the email. Kit, you, sh- shit, man. Uh, Kit was asking about Touch Hungry. And that's, <laughs> the, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to read this email now. Shush. Dear Rue, Tugs with two Gs, who the fuck is that? And for what it's worth, team. Thank you so much for your show. I love it. I consider you folk to be my fur parents. I want a paternity test. I've never written before, but I'm happy to share my thoughts on COVID-19. It breaks my heart to think about those who have suffered directly with the sickness and particularly those who have lost people close to them. I'm thinking often of those who have lost their livelihood, those with health conditions that place them in higher risk groups, and those who ongoing work means they are exposed to this risk daily. Me, I'm one of the very fortunate people who can keep my job and work home. This has meant a huge change to how my days work. When I was working out of the busy open-plan office space, any messages or art relating to the fandom were accessed in fleeting glimpses under the desk or in the corner of the lunchroom. This psychologically reinforced the separation between my workspace human character and my fursona. Now that I'm in my home space... I can dedicate a whole screen to furry, giggity, in parallel to my workday, which is busy as it ever was. I have the comfort of my various fandom feeds. I feel so much more connected to the insights, art, drama, nonsense, and pure joy that extend from the wonderful furries I know, those I follow, and those who find their way into my periphery. All furry meets have been canceled in Melbourne, Australia, where I live. Whoop! I've been attending virtual fur meetups, though, and this has been awesome. My hearing difficulties make public social space challenging, so this suits me well. I've even started drawing. I've been following how to draw furry animals in work breaks and after hours. I can even doodle new characters in virtual meetings without folks wondering why I'm drawing anthro dogs, and I haven't drawn anything since high school. In short, this global pandemic has brought me so much closer to furry. It has also brought my fursona closer to me. Calm, patience, and kindness are qualities that exemplify plug because they are qualities that I lack myself but aspire to. I find these attributes more accessible to me than I did before. I hope you're safe and well love plug oh oh i know right uh first response, I, mr tugs i defer first response because that was a long read i pass it out to the floor
1: i was just gonna add that i i think it's um i think it's interesting how um we've been able to pick up new things or or things that we've like held off for a while like i don't know Painting your fence. I'm just putting a starting random a podcast. thing out there. <laughs> Starting a podcast. <laughs> things that have been put on the shelf, we're now pulling down because we are now, um, we, we have less, I don't know how to explain it. We have like less things less to be able to do. So less distractions. So therefore we have this checklist of things that we've been wanting to do all this time. And now we have time to work on them, so I think it's been good in in some ways so going back to our very first email um, some some people have picked up new skills um, some people have actually learned how to be able to i don't know work from home yeah we've been able to to do lots of new things so I think it's great that you've been able to to pick up those skills of, of drawing and, um, and, and do some of those things that you normally would, would put off. So.
0: Cool. You guys have anything else you want to add? Of course. Um,
2: <clears throat> I think being creative in any sense of the word, um, over this pandemic is like a key to staying engaged. Um, I don't think you should put a ton of burden on yourself to like be productive Um, because then if you're not, then you're kind of burned out and sad and on top of all of the problems that we are dealing with right now. Um, But it can be fun to kind of think of the problem as uh, an opportunity for you rather than something happening to you, right? If it's just happening to you, you feel helpless. you feel like you're not in control, but if you look for opportunities that it presents to you, like getting closer to your furry side at home or starting drawing or starting a podcast or painting that fence, then it can also diminish the bad of the situation and like help your brain focus on the things you are actually capable of and the things that may not have uh, been possible without this. And uh, it's a balance. You want to make sure that any positivity you are able to gain you don't assume everyone else can gain i think we've kind of hit that point a few times but um just because we have had these opportunities doesn't mean that other people have that capability and vice versa right um but as long as you keep an open mind stay empathetic um i don't think there's anything wrong with trying to take full advantage of like whatever opportunities this has given you
3: yeah for sure i mean I'm thankful um, that I have had the chance to, you know, play some games that I've wanted to play, or find new games, or even start rereading a book that I've, you know, enjoyed in the past. Um, But I also try to think like, okay, well, it's still not, you know, just because I have these opportunities doesn't mean that I should feel like I have to take advantage of them either. Um, There's also nothing wrong with just chilling out on the back porch, um, you know, assuming it's not a hundred degrees outside. Um, and just kind of enjoying watching the squirrels and the birds, you know, um, we, we live going in Florida. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> um, or going on a walk. Um, you know, so it's like, it's, um, the opportunities are different for everyone. Um, so I think it's just important to, you know, be thankful for the opportunities that you do have. Um, and just try to remember, like he said, be empathetic. Um, not everyone has those opportunities. Um,
2: yeah. I can tell you what the flip side of that feels like. Um, my boss uh, has mentioned at least once a day on our team chat, how great it has been for him to be able to work from home and how much more productive he is. And every day it takes every bone in my body not to respond like, okay, dude, good for you. However, not everyone leaves the, <laughs> leads the same life that you do. <laughs> like, try to think about it from everyone's perspective. You know, I have roommates. We don't you know, we don't have dedicated workspace here. Um, Whenever I have to do um, deep thinking, kind of critical thinking work, there really isn't a good place to do that. And my typical reaction to that would have been to go somewhere with no distractions, like a Starbucks or something where I cannot do anything except work on this. And those opportunities have dried up.
0: Is that why you go to Starbucks all the time? I hear you guys mention Starbucks on your show a lot. We're also like crazy and like, oh. simple, but <laughs> but
2: uh, we have routines, you know, we're still going to coffee like almost every day now, which is probably like sacrilegious, but drive through only and paid in advance. So yeah. no exchange of credit card. But uh, yeah, I think we generally like to do activities that keep us single focused, like walking or uh, sitting down over laptops or something where we can't. Just get swept away and whatever first comes to our mind. It's like we're here to write for an hour, or we're we're gonna walk for an hour and talk about these two topics and try to come to some conclusion.
0: What commission do we? The <laughs> important things life. Um, before we go to Viri's email, I want I actually will just tag on to the whole strategies thing. Um, I there's a whole video, but the one thing that I would recommend from the video that has helped me because I work remote all the time, so like I. I've, I've got a little experience with it. Have something that you do at the end of your workday that signifies to you that it is the end of your workday. It must be a physical thing you do. Um, for me, when I'm done with work, I take a shower. It gives me time to decompress. It allows me that transition time to be in home mode. It's very, very helpful. I told the strategy to my husband. What he does is he will close his laptop put his keyboard on top of it. And that means it's, it's closed for the night. That's all he needs, but he does it every day. So that way his brain switches over and he can feel like he can turn off without having your own private space. Even this might be a good strategy for a lot of people out there. It works great for me and I'm lucky enough to have my own space, but I know it'll work for other people too. Cause my husband doesn't have his own space for instance. So yeah, that's mine. Um Vary's email who hasn't read yet. I have not. Guess what? Uh Uh-oh. It's my turn? It's your turn. (laughs) You get all like three
2: sentences.
3: That works. All right. Hello, cast at For What It's Worth. This is Viri, and this whole pandemic is devastating. I've been furloughed and out of work possibly for three months. How do I cope as a furry? I'm on Twitter more. I chat in Telegram and Amino. Plus, the most furry thing is watching Beastars and playing Animal Crossing. I hope this will be over soon. Thank you for your amazing content. Thank you for the email, Viri. Um, I hope it's over. Yeah. My (laughs) iPad just fell over. Um, I certainly hope that this is over soon as well. Um, I am ready to get back to a little bit of normal routine. Um, But um, as far as, as far as how to cope as a furry, I, I don't know. Um, I it sounds like you're doing the right things. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like being on Telegram, chatting with people, being on Twitter, kept keeping caught up with people, definitely playing on Animal Crossing. I've been doing that a lot. Um, this was my first Animal Crossing game, actually. Um, Radix picked it up and I saw him playing and I had to go get it the next day. Um, it has been a lot of fun. We visit each other's islands and whatnot. So um, that's been really cool for me to uh, see who shows up at my island um
1: it, isn't that the best thing like like nintendo couldn't have planned this a, be- a better time to release a game that all you have to do is just go outside and like pick fruit and and i don't know like it i couldn't think of a better game to come out during this particular time
3: yeah for sure apparently uh people are now meeting uh for dates in animal crossing they meet Shut on up. They meet on dating apps and arrange animal crossing dates. I and was reading each other with the, the bug mats. Yes. And then hit each other or steal each other's resources or just not show up or steal turnips or whatever. So, so
1: I had an animal crossing birthday party. I had all of my friends who had animal crossing. I know. Tex, I know. I know you weren't there. I'm sorry.
0: That's it. Show's over. I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I had my island 100% full, and I had we played musical chairs with um, with stumps of trees, so that we were able to remove the stumps, and then I gave out prizes for people that won um, our little party games that we were playing around the island. So it was pretty fun.
0: Did they have to bring their tree?
1: No, no, I used my own trees. Now my tree oh, that's... now I have no trees, now I have no trees. You should have had island. to bring a tree.
2: <laughs> when you get down to so... one tree, it has to be the toilet. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, one be one the toilet. Yep. <laughs> so uh, right. I was going back to Viri's email, I was gonna add one thing. So you have been furloughed. So I don't know necessarily how it is in other states. However, if you have been furloughed, make sure that you apply for unemployment. If you I, get, um, if you've been furloughed, it, federally. Okay. Federally. Okay. More than likely, if you've been furloughed, you will get unemployment. And of course, it depends on a whole bunch of different factors of like how much you ended up making, um, and, and stuff like that. But, um, I As far as what I understand, and this is maybe just the state of Utah, if you qualify for just $15, let's say, for unemployment, you will end up getting $600 a week added onto that $15. So even if you are a part-time employee and you got furloughed, now is the time for you to make sure that you put in for unemployment, because there are some of you that are unemployed that are making more than people that are employed. I, I, I get though, I get that you don't have health insurance and by no means am I saying you're lucky because you're not, but there's hope. That's what I'm trying to say. So make sure that you put in for unemployment if you got furloughed.
0: So That that that, was the Rue unemployment prayer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really good advice. Honestly, I didn't realize it applied to like furlough or like part-time stuff. So that's really good to hear.
1: So now we have, but of course, I'm not an unemployment worker. So please don't take, um, you know, just make sure you apply and they let the professionals determine whether or not that you're actually eligible. um, All right. We have Shane's email. So Shane ended up um, emailing to us. He ended up saying, dear cast and crew of for what it's worth in these crazy times, the pause down biggest thing that I have done to help myself have a I have I have been sticking to my routines. First, as an essential worker, I still physically go to work every day. Although we're we're now doing four ten shifts each week, which I'm that would be hard, but I could see how that, that would be beneficial because you have an extra day off. <laughs> um let's see I'm still just as determined to avoid sleeping in, um, staying up late on weekends. Next, I've been determined to get out and play as much golf as I can because a lot of courses are still open where I live. Lastly, I try to stay in touch with my friends. The problem is um, so much of each day is the same. There's nothing worth talking about. Additionally, um, being an early riser surrounded by night owls has never been helpful because my day starts and ends when, when they're looking to have fun for a few hours. Shame. First response. Um, So I think that it's great that you're in a routine. I think it's hard that um I I can definitely see how it's how it's hard for you to be able to stay in touch with your friends. Um you know definitely continue to send messages to them even if you have to go to bed early and you're not able to hang out with them a lot. I mean I think that a lot of people are understanding of of your particular situation as long as you communicate. I mean I'll I'll be honest on my end my friends right now are my coworkers which i know to a lot of people are like oh my gosh. You're... I mean i still do some things to help keep things normal like for instance i'll i have a discord that i have people jump on once in a while and we play animal crossing together. We we do little things but i get that it's it's hard because all of your friends are night owls. So I mean, think of creative things. You can send them a message here and there. If you play Animal Crossing, you can send them a present.
0: Send them turnips. <laughs> hey, what do what do you think about the um the so much of each day is the same? There's not much to talk about.
1: I mean, that's a good point. Uh, what do you think, Tugs?
0: I think I think he identified something um, that I have been struggling to coalesce into words. Um, like literally people who know me in the last 24 hours have seen me, like I'm starting to run short. I'm running out of spoons. Um, and part of it is there's nothing like I'm still doing things, but there's not enough to talk about sometimes. So it's like, Oh good. I'm i I'm a punch Mario's face again, but we're not talking about like the weird thing that the lady did on the corner with the, with the electric boogaloo or whatever. And so that's hard. I want to yeah. know. I want to know what she did with the electric boogal- boogaloo. When when you can ask me what an electric boogaloo is correctly, I'll answer that. I'm now going to pass this onto the floor. Gentlemen, what do you think of this email?
2: Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot less uh, opportunity to have variety in the day. Um, You know, both from your own perspective and, that that's kind of the state everyone's in. So they have a lot less to give back to you as well. Um, and even the venues for sharing that information are all kind of closed up. Like I know that's kind of why we loved eating out is because we get to sit and focus on the people that are there and kind of put the phone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that too. <laughs> that's too, yeah. It's Florida. I mean, we get some anyway. Um. Yeah. But, but being able to like share stories and, and updates over over dinner, uh, and we can't really do that either now, um, so that's tough. I think um, I think that's where the opportunity to sort of be the change you want to see comes into play, right? Like, if you find that there's a deficit of interesting things to hear about or share, then create them, and you're kind of giving yourself something to do, and giving other people something to check out. Uh, easier said than done, but I think that's at least the mindset I always try to adopt whenever I feel like things are unfairly affecting me is to flip them around and think, well, what can I do? You know, if, if I'm, if I think there's not enough of X, then how can I you know, produce more of X? So.
3: Yeah. And I mean, if you think that, um, you know, that something creative is not maybe your cup of tea, um, then one thing that I've kind of been thinking about and, uh, is just going back to something that you've enjoyed in the past. Um, you know, I started rereading a book um, that I've read a few times before, but I was like, "Oh, I haven't read this in a long time and sat down with it and read. I read, you know, a few chapters into it now. And I'm like, OK, yeah, this is cool. I remember why I like this and like remembering the things that you do enjoy um, can kind of help break some of that sameness. So even if it's even if you've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, say, well, go back and play a Super Nintendo game, play Link to the Past or something and just kind of remember um, the things that you, you know you used to enjoy and i think that may help kind of shake loose some new things as well or like super mario galaxy if you're younger hd <laughs> I, 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 I should, I should <laughs> link to the past dude when are they
2: gonna announce it jesus like it's really, holiday man mario yeah it's like just just Holidays. tell us it's
0: coming. like no one is going anywhere just release it tomorrow what is your problem <laughs> be, it's so it's not, you know how engineering works it's not it's not ready I I could play it in HD on Dolphin like six
2: years ago. Guys.
0: I I want an (laughs) F-Zero. Give me an F-Zero. That's what I want.
2: Re-release F-Zero GX. It's perfect. It's my favorite GameCube game. Yeah, it's anyway.
1: Have you guys, because you guys are working, um, both of you, right? Uh, None of us has been furloughed or let go or anything like that on our end. Have you noticed lately that you have a lot more and i feel bad saying this because i know that there's some people out there that have lost their jobs i'm really sorry that that's happened but have you noticed that you have more money now or
0: you mean mean because you're not spending it yes because you're not spending it yeah
2: you're not traveling you're not you're not out doing things so there's a lot less impulse and there's a lot less creative thought of like oh i could get that yeah i could do that but it's funny because uh like I think a lot of us probably follow artists and, you know, creators in the fandom and the sentiment you seem to see from them over the last few weeks is like, yeah, I know this is a tough time. You know, I'll understand if you guys don't want to commission me as much this month. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't have anything to do. Like (laughs) like I want to commission you more. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, and also like, that just seems like a natural thing to want to do when these people are possibly struggling, or you know, may have their income affected. So I know I have stepped it up quite a bit. Um, I, I, I'm not being choosy about it, but it's sort of like you know, supporting patreons and letting artists have artistic freedom. Just kind of putting more money into that fandom economy. I know I'm not making a huge difference, but it, it's it's sort of yeah. I think I I think we you need are good karma though. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely I've definitely noticed that keeping. Uh, my thoughts and actions throughout the day into a small bubble, which includes my house and maybe a drive to a drive-through once, um, has definitely curtailed a lot of uh spending and ruminating on what to spend
0: money on. All right, we have one. Uh, actually, we have two. But we have one email on the big list. Um, radix. I think you're next. Oh, I ended up with the big one. Okay. Well, you're good at reading. You have such a beautiful voice. Fill me with your tones. TG. TG?
2: Okay. Yep. Greetings, Rue and Tugs. And then I'll read the email. Greetings, Rue and Tugs. (laughs) You ask how I'm coping with the coronavirus outbreak. In this time of depressing world news, I'm meditating and relive treasured memories to give myself moments of joy. I'm so grateful for past experiences that I can draw upon to brighten my days. My favorite concerns a furry, I know. One day he took a chance and invited me to a playdate. I was ready and accepted. The cuddling was wonderful. But the best part was the eye contact, the lowering of defenses, spending time with a safe somebody in a safe venue, someone who I could connect with and who would connect with me. Imagine another directly and without shame invites you to a playdate. Imagine raising your right paw to meet and intertwine with his raising left paw. Raising your left paw to intertwine with his raised right paw. Imagine swaying back and forth as you make intimate eye contact. Imagine talking and trusting each other with the most intimate secrets and fears and not being rejected. Imagine being given the trust to receive such felling from another. Imagine your breath beginning to synchronize as you talk and sway. Imagine stroking each other's arms after asking if it's okay. Imagine. This furry and I have different fields of expertise, different interests and different life views, but we share caring about others and recognize the need to connect with safe others. We share the belief in asking consent and being honest with our own feelings and desires while honoring the feelings and desires of others. This feeling of being cared for and caring for another created my memory of a treasured evening, a treasured memory I can call upon when I feel alone and need a hug, but I'm not able to get physically close to others. May you and all you care for have similar treasured memories to draw upon. Many bear hugs, TG. Did you imagine it? I did. And, you know, it's funny because I I think that's so genuine. I can call upon three or four times in my life where I've had this kind of experiences with other people. And the most magical part about it is that they, in that moment, they do not seem ridiculous or uh, melodramatic at all. They, they are like pure and you actually do let your guard down and you actually do connect with somebody. And that forms the foundation of fantastic friendships. Um, and I do think it's important to remember those things. Um, this is a strategy that I call on occasionally when I'm feeling down and I don't really feel like I have a reason to be feeling down is I'll just go back through YouTube and look at the videos I've made or I'll read my blog back to myself. And or just something that like reminds me like hey you've you've got this, you've done this before, look at the things you've created look at look at the things that have you know generated good memories, the art I've commissioned, whatever and it it's it works <laughs> it seems silly that it would erase bad moods so so easily, but I do think that focusing on the positive memories and kind of walking yourself back through the steps that you took to get to those points. Um can help a lot, especially
1: uh, these days. That's a great point. That's don't, that's a great point.
0: Don't you feel? Don't you feel like you would look back though? Like I I know a lot of people, and I'm one of them, and I'm projecting, but it's I think it's fair. A lot of people will look at their past work and go, "Oh man, I did such a shitty job." How do you get past that?
2: Put six times as much effort as you need and be perfectionist and then just, you know, beat yourself up until you make gold. No. Um,
0: (laughs) It's like, wow, that's uh, really bad advice.
2: (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) Do not do that. Um, I think, uh, I, I, I think if we're being honest with ourselves, like every time you create something, that's your new standard. And no matter how much effort you put into it, like the next one, you feel the pressure to do even more. And sometimes that pressure can make you know previous creations feel less valid or less um less good but i think that's only in like a short time span you know maybe if you looked at our last episode you know i might be down on myself about the mistakes i made or the edits i should have made or maybe i'll look at the last movie i made and say ah i could have done a better job if i just used a different lens or something but look back a few years and you'll see the things you've made with like a fresh uh, perspective and a lot of those negatives kind of fade away and like what you're left with is like i did this i put this out in the world or i had this experience with somebody and i think um you know unless it was something truly aberrant like it's it's you're going to want to focus on the positives and i think they make themselves known more over time, the long, like the the further you look back.
0: Yeah, to and I, build I mean, on that, I, I think you're right because because um there comes a point where something goes from being a hobby that you you're good at or you've done a couple instances of to where you have like a body of work like the sum of it all is better than the flaws that are inside of it. It's not perfect, but it's good. Does that, does that does that make sense, guys? my, my nuts?
2: No, I think that's true. And I think when you're in the middle of making something, uh, you're very critical. When you've just uh, finished something and shown it to someone, you're very sensitive. Um, but like any time beyond that, that you show somebody or you reflect on it, you're going to be in a very different mindset. Um, I, this just happened. I mean, it's locked down. So of course, at some point I was going to whip out um, my old movies and enforce them on either uh doobie or loci but um i think you were upstairs working or something and um i just started show i was cleaning up my google drive so kids it's important to have goals and one of my goals is to clean my google drive and i have a bunch of old art assets and, and video assets there and as i was clearing them out i started playing them which led to hours of playing old videos and um Yeah. I mean, that's, I I think you tend to overlook the flaws whenever you show someone else and you realize that they don't see any of those flaws, that they're only going to see the good that it produced or um, the fun that you wanted to, you know, have others experience. And uh, that helps to rewrite your perception of them as well. So I think, um, I think sharing good experiences also like enhances the memories and the impact of those experiences. Um, you know the the more good you put out into the world like the more you'll get returned both in the way you look at your experiences and sort of the the gratitude you have for them and and the gratitude you see other people have as as they kind of spread that that emotion
3: yeah and I think um, I think it kind of maybe even extends beyond like just creative works and everything I think when I look back at my life as a whole um, you know yeah, it's, it's easy to have regrets, um, and think back, well, I could have made this decision differently, or I wish I had known this 20 years ago or 10 years ago, or however many years ago, but, you know, without making those decisions, then like I would not be the person I am now. And I try to appreciate, you know, the progress that I've made in my life and, um, just be thankful, um, that I've been able to make some progress um, in my life, and try to think back on those points—not as necessarily as regrets, but as um, you know, points that needed to happen, decisions that needed to happen, events that needed to happen um, in order to make me the person that I am today. And to learn from those, and hopefully keep growing. There's a lot of loneliness right now, and what is the opposite of loneliness? Gratitude,
2: and it works. Uh, start a gratitude journal right before you go to bed every night. Just write down. What are you, what are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? And, uh, that's been scientifically proven to improve your mood. And, you know, part of that is because you're reliving those good experiences and reminding yourself that like,
3: actually there's a lot of good in in my life and and in the world. Yeah. Even something as simple as just like making a little note in, on your phone, just like one or two, start off one or two good things that happened today or like one or two fun things like, oh, I saw a pretty bird outside the window. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything major, but like when you think back on it, you're like, oh yeah, that bird made me smile. And it's like, that kind of makes you smile then again. And it's like, then you kind of start to be on the lookout for things like those things as they happen. Oh,
2: I get to write that down tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it actually does rewire kind of what you notice. Mm. Welcome to therapy with Larry <laughs> Xenosa.
3: <laughs> I can't wait till you're on again. <laughs> That's $100 an hour. Um, no. 110 <laughs> Uh, 110, 110
0: um, one ten an hour. Um $1.10 an hour. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ru, did you want to add anything before we move on to the secret final email?
1: Um so we have an email from Shane.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, he did send it to Cass, but I really want to read it.
1: Okay, so you want to read it? Because we do have one more email. I don't know if you saw that.
0: Uh, no, sorry, not Shane. Um the other one. Um, Criv.
1: Oh, Criv, do we mm-hmm. eat, read Shane's? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead.
0: Okay, sweet. He says, Dear Ruin Tugs, Criv here. Not sure if y'all remember me. Uh, I had sent email last year before shipping off to training. Good news is that my fear was not to be. I'm still a furry, even after training. The furry fandom over time um i have been in has helped me discover who i really am showed me that i am not completely straight and has helped me get more socially involved since i used to be very anti-social always distancing myself now i just kind of throw myself in at times as for during the crisis the fandom has helped me stay sane with me just getting out of training and the possibility of getting activated due to covid the friends i've made in the fandom are still reaching out to me helping me stay calm and reduce the stress one of these friends has actually come up with the idea of writing a book together All together, the bonds that are created in this fandom rival the sense of camaraderie in the army. I really appreciate it because it helps us get through tough times such as these. Thank you all for showing or continuing the show that makes you smile and laugh as well. It helps to hear you all with your cheerful banter. Signed, CRIV, Army National Guard. I love that we got an email from someone who's verifiably now in the military. I know we've had military guests on, but I think this is our first email. So I had to read it because I was super thrilled. Um, I, I, I think, I think he's dead. Right. The things that are going to pull us out of this, the quickest is going to be our bonds in the fandom and my, my fandom community. Uh, That's all I have to say on that. Who's next.
1: Oh, I no, I have a question for you. Mm. I have a question for you. Tugs. a follow-up question. Mm. So since this, this whole episode was basically your idea, your thought bubble. Why do you feel that how do you feel that the community has helped you get through this time?
0: All right. I did say I'd talk about that. Didn't I? Um, Because I mean, so I always interact with the fandom online and I interact in telegram. Um, And even though right now, right to me, it feels like I I'm, I'm stuck in, I, I mean, I honestly, I've been saying to people, it feels like I live in Utah again, because I can't go out and do the things that make Washington awesome. Um, but I know that it's going to be there the second, the second that they say, okay, you can now have small parties. I'm going, I'm going to be at a party. Like knowing that that's there is incredibly motivating, but also knowing. So to give you guys a, a, a sense of how dense the furry community is here, um, my realtor was a furry and like, so it made house buying a lot easier. And like when you have access to that sort of community, even though you can't see each other, we all keep each other honest about, Hey, are you going out? You going out? You going out? And it's really great because now coupled with the fact that we are dropping our rank as far as cases we've, when we started at this, we were one Then we became two. Now we're 13 knowing that they're going to be there in a week or two is helping me not completely give up on this bullshit and say, fuck it. I don't care if I get sick because there are, this is, this is week six. You get to this point, but it helps make the sacrifice worth it. That's really what I'm trying to say.
1: Do you guys have any comments to add?
3: Yeah. Um, it
2: my friends are the fandom i it's like i don't know if i can draw a huge line between you know what i would do with like non fandom friends or fandom friends so i think i can simplify what you're saying to just friends but my friends are online my friends need me to be safe and healthy i need my friends to be safe and safe and healthy um uh I'm going to steal a little bit from Ezra Klein's podcast, but he says um, in the last episode, I think uh, that social distancing is like a terrible term because it's like (laughs) you're almost asking people to say, don't be social, which is like, what? That's the opposite of what we need right now. Like we're actually talking about physical distancing, but we need social solidarity. Like we need to stay social. We need to be in it together to help everyone all of our friends get through this as fast as possible so that we can physically be there for each
0: other um and hopefully stronger than we were before um any any other final thoughts it's kind of what
1: this came fo- huh? yeah kind of um just stay there with you know stay together you guys like I'm seeing a lot of, like, little dramas here and there that that keep popping up. And I know that we have lots of time on our hands. But right now is the time to, like, you know, stay together. And, and overall, that's what I am seeing. Majority of the time is people are, like, being kind to each other. And, um, you know, right now we really need, need each other. You know, that friend that... Um, I don't know. Even the people that you think are okay, check on them. Just be like, hey, how are you doing? Because you know, some of those people that you think, oh man, that person has it made. They know what that they, they're doing. They don't need it. i don't know. Sometimes we don't think about those people, but everybody is struggling. Even the the iron strong, um, looking people just ask them how they're doing check in on them i mean that's that's one of the great things about this community is you know we're we're there for each other and so just continue to have each other's back and don't let little petty dramas get in our way
0: final thoughts from both of you guys
2: Yeah, I cannot think of anything I would correct about that. That is like exactly how I feel. Um, I would say the fandom to me summed up is, hey, I'm weird and you're weird. And rather than fight about it, we're going to create a safe space for each other to understand what that means and be friends because of it. Um, So don't let differences cause drama. Let differences create a space for shared understanding and learning. Now more than ever. <laughs> um, and definitely, at like a hundred percent, a thousand percent agree. Reach out first. Reach out to people who you think least need it. Make even schedule time during the day. I'm going to set aside an hour to just reach out to people, just to make sure that my normal life or whatever this normal life becomes um, does not uh, make us uh, complacent. That like we need to devote time often to making sure that people know that they are our friends and that we still care about them and we are interested and we're not taking their safety for granted.
3: Absolutely. I could not agree more, so I will not add anymore. No, I'm going to make you (laughs) say something. Come on. People are good. (laughs) Be be, be nice to people. Um, Yeah, I mean... Whenever somebody takes the time to reach out to me, um, it usually means that I'm going to reach out to a few more people because then I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to this person in a while or, oh, yeah, I need to check on this person. And, you know, um, as as bad as the situation is, um, you know, maybe it means you reconnect with someone and, you know, rekindle friendship or something like that along the way. So you never know kind of going back to earlier where opportunities are going to come from. um, So be thankful for them. And just be thankful for everything in general <laughs> i I kind of like lost my train of thought there sorry
1: no you just, you did a great job <laughs> well, hey, you know what thank you you guys for for coming on. I really really appreciate you um, putting a little bit of your time aside just to sit and chat about the coronavirus and read our our emails from our from our listeners. So thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you for inviting us. Yes. Thank so you how for- they,
1: how can they find your show?
2: Well, I lost it. So I don't know. I'm still looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh. I don't think we've even settled on a, well, I know the core URL is at anchor.fm slash bunker club pod. Yeah, that's actually not even true. You know what?
0: It's Bunker Dash Club.
2: Yeah, (laughs) like we have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. And that's definitely Bunker Club Pod. And we will tweet. I haven't done that yet for the newest episode. Um, We have a Telegram channel. Yep, that's where most of the audience participation calls come from. Also, t.me slash Bunker Club Pod. And... Yeah, think you, you can, can just, find everything there. Yeah, you can we're furries. On, we're on
3: Twitter, and Telegram. You don't need anything else. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can. I know you can search on like Overcast or whatever for just Bunker Club, and it's pretty much it's the thing that shows yeah. up that looks like furry podcast. It's
2: on Spotify. Whatever, that's good enough for you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we resisted Spotify for so long, and then we finally gave in, and our numbers went way crazy
2: yeah it's kind of um it's kind of a bummer how many uh how much analytics they give i feel like i made a deal with the devil you know it's like it's like they definitely have a, an extremely compelling like audience model um that no one else does but also i super respect overcast where they're like yeah we don't do it we're never gonna do any of that <laughs> like wait, this is strictly rss mp3 downloads um but uh i still list overcast is my preferred ios client and i will pref- i will recommend that to anybody. Um, It's an amazing, amazing user experience. But if you're on Spotify, it's great, too. They've kind of stolen most of the features from, you know, your typical podcast app. But if you're using Apple Podcasts, branch out. There are better tools.
0: I've been using Spotify just because Apple Podcasts sucks.
3: Yeah, I've I've
0: never. Have you been on?
3: Has that even ever updated? No,
2: Anchor's supposed to syndicate everything for you, and they did accept that. And then you can read forum posts where people are like, it's taken four weeks. And they're like. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't care. Like I said, I mean, the whole point, yes. One of my, there was a thread there I was getting to. Yes, Apple Podcasts is bizarrely underfeatured. Do you remember the version they had in like an early version of iOS where it had like the skeuomorphic like tape deck mm-hmm. in the background and it like, you could see the reels moving and people were like, what is this? And then now it's just white with black text. <laughs> so it's, um, I gotta dig that up. That was awesome, but but yeah, what I think something like 80% of listenership on podcasts in general are through Apple Podcasts. So it's, it's like,
0: you know, that's reality, I guess.
1: We're on Apple Podcasts, right?
0: Yes, yes, we are. Tell a friend if you like the show, guys. It helps us with the audience. It um it helps us get more emails, and maybe we get a Patronus every now and then. So yeah, please share.
1: Um social media. Is that what what we're going in? Yeah. Going on? We're doing yeah. house creeping? We didn't even announce that we were doing
0: house Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Relax okay. and let it in. Relax Fine. and let it in.
1: <gasps> okay. Social media. Fun.
0: <laughs> we're on at we're on twitter at for what it's worth
1: we're on telegram we are there
0: Please send message. a DM if you want in
1: you can message at wine red fox and i will let you in <laughs>
0: you're really brave to put your personal telegram out there
1: i'm okay with it it's all right it's not like i get too many creepy people that are like hi oh, i'm new here <laughs> Um uh,
0: and also, thank you to our supporting cast Firebreath for reading lines and Voss for doing the editing. I don't edit anymore, and I think that's it.
1: So what are we doing next time? tugs?
0: We'll put that on Twitter because I don't know
1: <laughs> I mean honestly, guys, the show has kind of uh and by no means am I saying that we're we're not stopping the show or anything like that. It's just... Um, with everything that has been going on... A lot of us have... <laughs> our bandwidth has been... Kind of a little bit all over the place. And so... Um, you know... I, I, we are still going to be doing the show. Don't worry about that. It's just... We may change it up a little bit here and there. Um, the last couple of... Um, couple of shows... We've done something completely different and we've just invited you guys to come join us and play some Jackbox games. We're just trying to think of ways in which to, um, you know, provide a, a, a space for you guys and give you some, some different things to be able to do and, and, and socialize. So, uh, you'll probably see some more of that, um along with some other things, we'll, we definitely have some episodes planned. If you have some suggestions on some episodes, please feel free to um, send that out to us. We'd be more than happy to to look into any sort of suggestions
0: that you'd like to send. So, All
1: Anywho, right. on that note, this has been Rue.
0: This is Tugs. Say your names. This
3: was Radix. I have been Loki. <laughs>
1: and you've been listening
0: to for what it's worth. Oh, they did it. They did it. <laughs>